Hello everyone, this is Jesse, and before we begin, I would like to start off by introducing you to what I'm calling Season 2 of the Remembrancers Retreat. Uh, we've learned a lot in the past 80-ish episodes of this program, and uh, from not knowing anything about podcasting, I personally I still cringe every time I play that first episode up, up until now. Uh, we've taken what we've learned and have really strived to increase the quality and deliver to you what I feel is a much nicer listening experience. So what does that mean exactly? Well, that means from now on, the Remembrancers Retreat will be recorded with nearly everybody in person, so we shouldn't expect any more, uh, let's say, less than optimal audio quality, no more audio cutoffs and the like. Uh, the Heresy Grad School is still mostly recorded VOIP, but they have found new recording software, which I believe is a solid step up, and it sounds great. Now, if you're new to this podcast, first of all, thank you sincerely for taking time and checking us out. And if you're a veteran of the podcast, first of all, thank you for pulling through with us on this goofy adventure. Uh, we love hearing from everyone, and we want your feedback. Also, and I've mentioned this on our social media sites very recently, and I'll say it here as well, we now have a Patreon. And if you're so inclined as to donate money to our podcast, thank you so much. The Patreon funds will be going to our hosting costs and for future projects that are in the works. And even if you decide not to give, the biggest hand that anybody can give us is to share this podcast with friends on social media and the like. Some of you have already become patrons, and we are very grateful. Uh, we would like to give a shout out to Emily O'Hare, who has donated to our fellow warrior tier, and a huge thanks to our top tier patrons. We have Chris Mack, agent of the Imperium, who would like to say Hydra Dominatus, and Alex Selth, agent of the Omnissiah. If you too would like to become a patron, follow our link in the show notes or on our social media outlets. And now without further ado, please enjoy the Remembrancers Retreat Season 2. The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness. You'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Alright, hello and welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k podcast. My name is Jesse and I'm here with Steven and Austin. What's going on, guys? Making bases. Yep. Industry. The sounds of industry. So <laughs> many bases for so many tiny dudes. I'm running the board and watching Steven and Austin just go to town on 6mm and 8mm. 6.125. Excuse me. I think this is, oh yeah, this is a 28mm, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Steven's doing Titanicus and Austin is doing his own crazy uh, historical 6.25mm. No, no, no. Mine is 6mm. Titanicus People with far more time on their hands than I do have done the math on it, and Titanicus models are six point one two five. It is six point one two five. That's the official. Well, I guess the so the we real, could the true scale. We could line your little Civil War dudes up against my Reaver, and the scale would be roughly equitable. You would be point, you know, one two five bigger than me. Yes, <laughs> I mean that's Just close enough. enough, like two inches. Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> out of a six foot tall guy. I, I don't know. I'm not good at math. Let's say uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, margin for error. Yeah. yeah. And enough. you know, a black powder musket is by definition just as good as an auxiliar rifle. So let's go to town. <laughs> yeah. Let's do and, this. And once again, you might be hearing uh, Kaylee and Whiskey in the background because they are just two lovable, adorable dogs. The best. Kaylee dogs. will be sad 
that none of us uh, will be spending our entire time on the podcast petting her and telling her what a good girl she is. <laughs> Not with that attitude. Yeah. So uh, last episode, uh, Austin, Dave, and I were discussing the demon armies. And uh, we were talking to Will, and Will was a little bit, uh, how would you say, uh, PTSD? <laughs> PTSD and traumatized, yeah. I mean, By uh, Stephen's demons. And Stephen here has got this huge, giant smile on his face. <laughs> so, Stephen, let's, let's hear your side of the story on Sunday when you tried out your uh, demons for the first time. How'd that go for you? Uh, it was pretty fun. I, there were some things that I definitely did not expect to play as big of a role in the overall game as they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tides of Madness, for one. I thought, you know, like a cool toughness boost. That's good for turn one. Um, and two. And yeah, I didn't realize it was turn two yeah. until I started playing. And I was like, oh, this is just going to keep going. Yeah, this was a learning experience for everybody. Yeah. Um, so I definitely thought, you know, it'll be a nice little nice little toughness boost. But I've played against Iron Hands and, you know, um, massed infantry at T5 is troublesome, but not not like game changing per se. Uh, well, I was wrong. It was game changing. Uh, the toughness boost from Tides of Madness and the initial deployment near Orpris, allowing me to reroll the five-up invuln, uh, went a long way to mitigating damage done to my infantry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really nice to finally run Samus and have him not just laughed off the board with mean looks. Samus of the Ruin Storm. Yep. Uh, if you haven't tried out Samus's Unbound Rules yet, if you happen to be one of those word bearer players that has Samus's model and you haven't used him yet, with the new demon rules, I highly suggest doing it because he is amazing. Um, I don't know that he necessarily made his points back because everything that he went through was considerably weaker than him, but it's hard to not be considerably weaker than Samus when he's buffed into the stratosphere by Tides of Madness and he has such strong base stats to begin with. Yeah. So uh, he killed three Castellax, a Pravian, um, Shadrach Medusin. Yeah. Uh, his tactical squad and a squad of Mordathan. Yeah. Which actually might add up to at least 14, 415 points. Yeah, easily. I'm I like thinking that. about it. The, the Castellax alone yeah. might be more than enough. Definitely. Um, and he ended the, the game with all of his wounds still intact. He did. Like, he got lucky. He made all of his. Uh, uh, he, he made a lot of his will not die saves, and he took three actual wounds from failing his invuln saves. Mm-hmm. That is but so yeah, rude. He was pretty lucky. Uh, but. Really, again, when you're T8, T9, luck kind of becomes secondary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just a fringe benefit. Yeah. It's just <laughs> no. luck, luck is more for spite than anything else. And yeah, at that point, like, oh, cool. You got how many hits with your Ripple Fire Arcus tank? Uh, saved him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. He's not nice. He's not yep. He's not a kind bloke, as yep. our friends across the pond would say. Yep. So you, you had a Samus. Uh, what would you say was your second uh, MVP? Of the game. Hmm. That would have to be a tie between my greater beasts mm-hmm. who held down an Arl attacks for four turns. Or of course you could also say the Arl attacks was the MVP for holding those great beasts for four turns. Too. It's true. Uh, well, the thing is if the Arl attacks had killed the beasts or just not gotten charged by them, uh, probably would have tore through my lesser infantry who I gotcha. While Strong didn't really have a whole lot of means of dealing with a high-toughness unit like that, Mm -hmm. um, 
so it was it was good. They didn't have a lot of AP, so you know, getting through the power armor equivalent would have been kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, so the greater beasts definitely held that Arl attacks down and kept the lessers from getting shredded by it. So that was nice. Yeah, um, that's cool. But the uh, the chosen were also pretty pretty nice. The fact that you can customize them to basically hunt whatever kind of unit you want, give them preferred enemy infantry, give them Lord of Sorcery, and pick one power to synergize really well with your emanations. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. It's the synergy that I've always wanted out of a demon list, but never got. Yeah. So that was yeah, fun. They were definitely formidable. Just watching you two play, it was like, Oof. Yeah, you could almost uh, see in Will's face the exact moment that he lost hope. <laughs> By turn two, I think it was. Yeah, I think somewhere by the end of turn two, he was just... Son of a bitch. This is is not going well for me. Yeah. But lo, it was going fantastic for me. Yeah. So I'm not too torn up about it. So with that being said, with demons being a very formidable new uh, changer to the meta, I would say... Yeah, I would agree. They're definitely going to switch up the way that... They're definitely going to force people to build in ways that they previously haven't had to. Mm -hmm. Um, They Initially, they feel a lot like custodians do, just in higher numbers, which is, you know, obviously the the weakness of the custodians is that there's four or five of them to a squad. Well, here's 20 custodians. Have fun. Right. 20 custodians in one squad. Yeah, and with that being said, uh, Book 8 has also given us plenty of options to uh, equip armies to uh, to fight these demons as well. And uh, we're going to run through that a little bit today. As soon as I get this mic all set up and squared. Hold. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Panic. <laughs> Do not be fooled. Your Psy Arcana will not save you. Your Esoterist will not save you. Samus will gnaw on your bones. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, today, this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Psy Arcana. That they were given in book eight to us. So I'm going to read through some of these and uh, I'll get your opinions off of this. We'll run through a little bit and uh, yeah, see if we uncover something pretty interesting. You good? Yeah. Okay, cool. So first things first, Isaacana is uh, Relics of the Great Crusade. And their first rule here is a little bit different than uh, what, what's it called? Relics of the Dark Age. Relics oh, of Relics of the Age of Darkness or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so this one here, Psy Arcana are new options available for use in your games of the Horus Heresy Age of Darkness. These are represented as war gear items available to be taken as described in the following entries with the, adi- eh, with the additional restriction that a single independent character model may only take one Psy Arcana relic and named special characters may not take any Psy Arcana relics unless stated in their profile. That's interesting. I wonder if we're going to see some republishing of named characters with uh, with options for Psy Arcana. I could see if they get around to redoing the sisters. Yeah. Yep, redoing them or just adding on to them like mm-hmm. as the uh, heresy progresses. and yep. like We've got new rules for Samus. We'll probably get some new rules for some light heresy uh, independent characters we haven't seen yet. Yep, we'll just open the box to fight all the crazy with crazy. That's right. So um, the first one in the in the section is a uh, null amp call null amp call. Why am I having trouble reading? Hit a marker. Boom. There we go. Sound it out. Null amp <laughs> null dash amp collars. 
Recovered as part of a joint operation by the Iron Hands and World Eaters Legions, these devices are the product of a human civilization far removed from that which survived in old Earth, now long forgotten. And I'm not going to read this giant text, a wall of text, but it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, the rules for the Null Amp Collars is uh, any Praetor who is a Psyker and any Librarian or Esoterist Consul may take a Null Amp Collar for 15 points. What do you guys think about that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that sounds yeah. mighty exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't see any downside to it yet. <laughs> a model equipped with a Null Amp Collar. Doesn't seem worth it. No, not for 15 points. No, it's too much. Um, <laughs> 15 points gain absolutely nothing. <laughs> You just spent 15 points. Thank you. <laughs> a model equipped with a null amp collar may attempt to deny the witch whenever either the unit is part of or any other friendly or enemy unit within 12 inches is the target of a psychic power of any type, including blessings. If the deny the witch attempt has failed, the power is resolved as normal, but affects only the initial target, not the bearer of the null amp collar. A model equipped with a null amp collar that is embarked within a transport or fortification can only use the null amp collar to nullify powers targeting the vehicle or building they are embarked within. A model equipped with null amp collar has in its initiative characteristic. Uh, Jesus Christ, has its initiative characteristic reduced by negative one. Hmm. Well, off off the bat, I feel like the initiative minus one thing is probably going to make it not a big take for Praetors. No, because you want to be able to swing with your AP two Paragon Blade at initiative. Yeah. However. Most other characters will be taking a fist or something. Or an axe. Or an axe. Yeah, especially if you give it to a, an esoterist who can replace their weapon with a force weapon. So force axe mm -hmm. and a null amp collar, bam. Yeah, because that seems amazing. Like, yeah. hey, Fleximancer, about to do Fleximancer things. Let me, let me deny all those blessings, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's still, like, still going to be hard. So it's essentially a psychic hood. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Which... Does it, did you say it grants adamantium will or just allows them to... Um, yeah, no uh, no extra special rules. It just... Uh, yeah. So if you're a psyker, you get plus one to um, to your denial. So you're going to deny on a five, mm -hmm. uh, which you can then hand out to your buddies. You have to be a higher level psyker to get another uh, bonus to the deny the witch. Which you're probably not going to be as... Uh, just in yeah, general as, like, a loyal, as a loyalist trying to deny the witch. Yeah, yeah. If you're running up against Flexomancer, you know, who's a probably a master level two or three uh, psyker, he's he's going to do what he wants. You can't stop him. Yeah. Um, but for 15 points, I like it. Like, I, I like it. I'm not sure it would make it into my list because, as we all know, Space Wolf Room Priests don't actually, you know, aren't actually psychers. Um, so my being able to take it is a little iffy. Um but it seems like a, like if you're you're you you're like most of your opponents are thousand suns or word bearers or demons, it seems like a pretty solid take for fifteen points. Yeah, mm. I'm unconvinced. All right, no, dude, Fif they're totally just the natural powers of Fenris. Oh no, not the <laughs> not the space wolves, but that sounds like some guilty conscience <laughs> acting up. Uh, for fifteen points, for a plus. Really, for a, a five-up deny the witch, and deny the witch being a almost essentially a formality anyway, when it comes to actual psychic defense, uh, you're paying 15 points to feel better about your chances. Yeah, I I like that it can deny blessings. Like that's really what I what I'd be paying the 15 points for is because most of the time, what your opponent wants to do is bless the shit out of some unit, and if you can stop, you know, 
whatever beat thing he's trying to turn into a beat stick from getting, you know, iron arm or something like that, that normally you'd just be sitting there going, well, it's a blessing. Nothing you can do about that. <laughs> right, right. And say, you know what? I'm going to just throw all the dice I have at this thing and we can fight it out like real men. That is true. Uh, you could take Jesse's approach and just roll it, uh, <laughs> which worked actually twice for Will yep. uh, with with his Arl attacks, having Adamantium Will. He just threw all of his dice at denying and feeble repeatedly and denied it <laughs> twice. So, you know what? That, that, I, that's a good point. Uh, just throw all of your dice and pray for fives. Yeah, you're not about winning. But, and, and again, like, once you do that once, your opponent's suddenly going to start throwing, you know, four or five dice at that one or two warp charge thing just because he knows you're going to try and dispel it and you can, and then he perils and kills himself. Oops. There's a lot of mind, <laughs> a lot of mind games that can go into this one, I think. Definitely. All right, going on to the next uh, war gear, Imperial Lances, which I was reading the uh, flavor text here. Interesting thing out of here. So, other than the fact that they're made out of Eldar bones? Yeah, yeah. They're Eldar bone Wait, spears. what? You know, I'll just read the whole flavor text. Please. <laughs> Lord. Don't listen to Kaylee. She just wants you to pet her instead of reading. She absolutely does. She's trying to get up here. She is attempting to climb. The early Imperium was not the first human civilization contacted by the shattered remnants of the fallen Eldar Empire. Far older and more debased branches of mankind had preyed upon the vast world arcs of the fleeing Eldar, and these corrupted offshoots of humanity fell before the hosts of the Great Crusade, with the Raven Guard being chief among their slayers. With their fall, the relics of a number of these civilizations became trophies of the victorious hosts of the Emperor. Among them were the weapons known as Imperial Lances, spears crafted from the living bone of captured Eldar spacecraft and defaced with carven glyphs of ancient provenance and dubious purpose. Though of limited use against the ceramite plating, such artifacts have been known to have a devastating effect on those cursed with psychic abilities, particularly amongst certain Xenos breeds, and in later years of the Horse Heresy, saw some use among the upper echelons of the forces at war. That's right. So do, do any either of you ever played Eldar or know enough about Eldar fluff to, to answer the question of, is this just straight up a stolen piece of Eldar war gear? Mm, well... So they, it looked, judging from the flavor text, they carved the blades of the lance, possibly the whole lance, out of Wraithbone. Yeah. yeah which isn't that's explicitly... Captured Eldar spacecraft. Yeah, which isn't explicitly Eldar bones, but it's definitely stolen Eldar stuff. Yeah, I mean, Wraithbone is how they build everything. I, I sure. was just wondering if it's, you know, some fancy Eldar spear that, you know, for modeling. Well, purposes. there's um, the Eldar... Wargear list has uh, singing spears yeah, that warlocks like, can buy. Like, is this a singing spear? It's That's probably a, a singing spear. Probably. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Um, also, interesting note, Eldar, not Eldari. Suck it, 8th edition. <laughs> Any Praetor or Champion console may exchange their chainsword or close combat weapon for Imperial Lance for 25 points, or their power weapon, if equipped with Terminator armor, for 20 points. The Imperial Lance is a melee weapon, Strength plus one, or plus two if attacking a Psyker, Brotherhood of Psyker, Sorcerer, Psychic Pilot, Daemon, or Daemon of the Runestorm. Basically, anything with psychic abilities will be a plus two strength, Lance. Um, its AP is normally four, or two if it's fighting against Psykers, Demons, whatnot. 
It is melee, Psylash, and it is a specialist weapon. Psylash. If a weapon with this special rule causes an unsaved wound on a model with the demon psychic Demon psych with psychic powers. Yeah. Because I'm not going to read all that every single time. Let's see. Uh, let's see. If a weapon with this special rule causes an unsaved wound on a model with psychic abilities, then one randomly selected model in the unit with that special rule suffers perils of the warp in addition to any other damage. Oh, that's <laughs> pretty good. Especially if you're fighting demons. Yeah, except that there's a two-third or one-third chance that that'll actually make things worse. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> did you t- did you steal a space elf singing spear to be cool, or did you steal a space elf singing spear to be like good at doing things? I mean, cool naturally, right? So then, like, it doesn't matter. Uh, and how many points was it again? Uh, it is. You may exchange your chain sword or close combat weapon on a praetor champion for twenty five points, or their power weapon if it's a terminator for twenty points. Hmm. It's a little pricey. Yeah, that's a steep price when I'm thinking, you know, either this or a Paragon Blade. Yeah. Technically, it's not even, it's not even, well, I guess it is a Lance, but it doesn't give you like the bonuses for charging or anything. It's a strength plus one AP four on a regular day, which isn't great at all. I mean, it's real. Oh, you know what? But actually, word bearers do have a pretty good use for it Mm -hmm. Uh, because if they're running Dark Brethren, any wounds suffered by Perils of the Warp cause instant death. So they can walk up to a psyker, <laughs> just jab him with the spear. AP two, take your wound and die. Mm. What's up, Flexomancer? Man, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. if you're just fighting, you know, Joe Space Marine, it's only AP four, and that makes me a little sad. Well, also as a that um, being said, I'm definitely converting a guy with this because. Stealing well, so, alien tech is funny. Yeah, it is great. So what you can... It feels like very old school rogue tradery. How uh, how many points is it? 25. <laughs> 25. Or 20 if you're in Terminator. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a kind of a steep price to pay to replace your pistol with it. But in theory, you could you don't drop replace pistol. your pistol. You don't replace your pistol. It's either your chainsword or close combat weapon. Could you replace your pistol with another chainsword or close combat weapon, then replace your chainsword or close combat weapon with a singing spear? What the hell are you trying to do? Like, are you, you trying to like spears? dual wield these things? No, no, no. Just like like you said, it's kind of a kind of an iffy proposition if you're not fighting something that it's going to get um, silash against or it's improved profile against. But you could have just like a regular power weapon for fighting Joe below the Space Marine. Yeah, I mean it's and it's then so I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then have the spear in the other hand. Yeah, for I mean a predator, fighting spooky things. A predator can drop his pistol for. Anything really, and his normal close combat weapon. Most most anything, uh, so. most centurions can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But let's face it: is having twenty five points worth you know making a demon or something peril on the off chance that on, you might be facing demons? Yeah, on top. Like, I mean, granted, nowadays from what I've seen and seen, like I said before, seems like everyone and their cousin is now like, I'm going to make a demon army. Is definitely worth having some anti demon in all your lists these days. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially because. I mean, obviously, now I'm looking ahead to, like, book nine and all the craziness. But, mm-hmm. like, one, the new demonology, I think, is going to have just, you know, word bearers, regular traders, maybe popping out some more uh, demon stuff. And then as the heresy goes on, the trader legions are just going to get more and more full of warp fuckery. Yeah. So this might become more useful as time goes by. Um but I think my final verdict on it is definitely for style points. Yeah. But sure. probably just for like mega battle narrative 
I think like when I know who my opponent is and I'm okay with tailoring a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think we're probably going to see that verdict a lot for most of the Psy Arcana is fluffy, cool, rule of cool, go for it. But like most relics, not actually well, that, that, that handy. one before, like 15 points. Like if I'm going to Nova, I'm going to, you know, I, I only bring one list for Nova yeah. and just add points to it. Sure. And because <laughs> I refuse to it's write the too many lists. Yeah. It. Um, it'll be in there. If I have a Psyker, it'll be in there. Yeah. 15 points. Why not? Suck it, demons. I'm not playing uh, Psychers this year at Nova, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> that being said, I'm, I'm probably bringing demons to Nova. So, mm. ah. dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the cool side. All right, going on next. The Armatus Necrotechna. <laughs> they're just... Necrotechna. Necrotechna. And they're killing me today. All right. You're, okay. So, these secret devices of necrotechnic engineering were among the fell technologies once bound within the sealed vaults of Ferris Manus. Outside of the Iron Hands Legion, the knowledge of their very existence was limited to prohibited circles of the Emperor's own household, and used as part of the construction of the warlord sinister Psy Titans. This technology is capable of harnessing the stolen energy of sentient life to power engines of mechanical destruction and repair. How they were later spread is unknown, but must surely have involved the defection or capture of high-ranking Terran artificers from the Imperial Palace or the secretive tech clades of Luna. For it is thought from the Imperial Palace... Yeah, for it is thought improbable that even the Iron Fathers who raised the vaults of Mimir... Mimir? Mimir? Mimir. ...would dare to unleash such dark techno-heresy upon the galaxy. Whether their origin, these foul technologies were witnessed on several battlefields as the Horus Heresy drew towards its climax, both on traitor armor and among the ranks of Ferris Manus's grief-maddened sons. So, first things first, fluff-wise, looks like Loyalists probably going to be only Iron Hands running this, if you want to be fluffy. But uh, one vehicle with a tank type in an army may be upgraded to use the Armidus Necrotechna for 50 points. Whether a unit, friendly or enemy, within 6 inches of a vehicle with this upgrade loses a model as a casualty, roll a d6. On a six, the vehicle regains one hull point. This may not bring <laughs> this may not bring it above the number of hull points listed on its army list entry. In addition, any unit, friendly or enemy, within six inches of an armatus necrotechnia must reduce its leadership value by minus one. Units with the stubborn special rule may not ignore this modifier. You say may not ignore? Nope. Yep, they don't That's they, cool. they still get spooked like, by shit. It's still a little weird. <laughs> but yeah, so Put a bunch of uh, militia right next to your uh, tanks. <laughs> Bane blade. <laughs> yep. No, this this seems like a pretty good one for super heavies. Oh yeah, for or knights. Mm. Yep. Just run as long as, they, as long as they have the tank type, which I believe they, oh. they changed that so, right. Yeah. Whoop. Nope. Only tanks. Boo. Yeah. Uh, it would be fantastic on walkers. <laughs> uh, man, just your just, dreadnoughts don't need to be more of. Yeah. No. No. You can't you can't shove more good stuff onto your dreadnought mob. I just want <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> no, you can't prove that. I I can. You've got like twenty fucking dreadnoughts for this new army. He's a madman. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Moving on, on to page three oh two. Which wait, how much was that? Fifty points. Probably 50 points. too much. Yeah, like it good for a super heavy, because you're already putting those. You shit put them on points. your Malkadors now. Hooray! <laughs> Yeah, I wonder uh, if the fact that it just says dick. tank type <laughs> as opposed to super heavy tank mm. 
50, <laughs> at 50 points seems like a pretty good deal for like super cheap. It will not die on a super heavy or rather super, not particularly unreliable. Yeah. But it's only as reliable as how many people you put next to it. Yeah. yeah. And true. how many hole points your tank has. That's, yeah. that, that's my thinking. If you put it on you know, a Russ or even a Land Raider, they tend to die once someone decides they need to in, yeah. in heresy. Yeah. Especially yeah, with exploding results and things like that. Mm-hmm. Even a Spartan. Yep. A Spartan would be pretty reasonable, I guess. But yeah, I've, I've one shot at Spartans before. So nobody's one shot at a Spartan. <laughs> Not even Johnny one shot. <laughs> Jerry's done it. Twice. Nah, he used multiple rockets to do it. <laughs> That's at least You can't shots. prove it based on the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of the Arachnus, Lazkin, and Derrideo, by the way. It's good times. Exoshock is a bitch. Mm-hmm. When you're so, on the receiving end of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so page 302 has this little ins- rather large insert of the Psy Reactive Arsenal, mm. which uh, things are going to get pretty fun here. It's interesting because even though it's in the Psy Arcana section, I'm going to read through here. It makes it seem like you can take this on how many people you want. Like you're not limited to one. Maybe I'm misunderstanding, but I know, I'm going to read it and you guys uh, tell me if I'm wrong. We have not. not been well known for our uh, fantastic interpretation of rules. How are you talking about, Stephen? <laughs> we have a podcast. We have to be right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Psy Reactive Arsenal. The weapons that follow are part of the Psy-Reactive arsenal and were commonly used by the darker facets of many legions during the Age of Darkness. This arsenal incorporates an extensive armory of weapons which are employed with the knowledge that their properties make them disproportionately capable of harming those touched by the warp. Eligible independent characters may take these weapons in addition to another Psy-Archonic relic. Ah, there you go. But here's, it's, it's interesting from here. So, Toxiferin weapons. Improvised chemical combustion mixtures were tested by the Dusk Raiders during the First Zambian War, tainting the earth under the feeding tentacles of that world's monstrosities. Most deadly among these concoctions was the Toxiferin composition. This was a highly volatile mixture of chemicals laced with horrific toxins and psi-reactive particulate matter, which earned a reputation to rival even the dread phosphex and molecular acid in its destructive capacity. This mixture was later developed into bespoke weapons which were shared with the other nascent legions from replacements for Promethean fuel tanks to the Toxiferno cannon, which utilizes a multi-chemical injection system to accelerate the combustion process, resulting in billowing clouds of scalding psi-reactive smoke. It is so much easier to just read it than say it. <laughs> that is a mouthful. Anyway, any legion destroyer space marine may exchange a hand flamer for a Toxiferin flamer for free. Any Legion Contemptor Dreadnought or Contemptor Cordis Dreadnought may replace either its close combat Steven weapon... Steven has perked up like Kaylee hearing the <laughs> word treat. <laughs> Go on. Any Legion Contemptor Dreadnought or Contemptor Cordis Dreadnought may replace either its close combat weapon and inbuilt combi bolter or its twin-linked heavy bolter with a Toxiferno cannon for 10 points. So, starting off with the... Uh, Legion Destroyers, Toxiferin Flamers. Now he looks like uh, a kid at Christmas. I, I just built a I just built a whole bunch of dreadnoughts with heavy bolters, and you're telling me I get this super cool flame cannon instead? I better see a flamer on there. Uh, so, all right, so the so the Toxiferin Flamer, which you can give to a destroyer Space Marines, it's template. 
Strength 4, AP 5. It is Assault 1, Poison 3 up, Tainted. The Toxiferno Cannon is a template. Strength 7, AP 4. Heavy 1, Shred, Tainted. So Tainted is a new rule. Any successful wound dealt by a weapon with this special rule removes the effects of any psychic blessing which is active on the target unit. <laughs> Suck it, Fleximancer. In addition, any to wound roll of a 6 with this weapon is resolved at AP 2. Why wouldn't you just give, why wouldn't you just give it rending? <laughs> just against psychers? No. Uh, no. No, no. I read it again. Tainted. Any successful wound dealt by a weapon with this special rule removes the effects of any psychic blessing which is active on the target unit. In addition, any to wound roll of a six with this weapon is resolved at AP2. And, and how many points is this? Uh, destroyers can exchange their hand flamer for it for free. And it is 10 points to replace on a... Uh, 10 points? That's cheaper than a heavy flamer. Yeah. 10, po- <laughs> 10 points on a Contemptor Dreadnought or Cortis Contemptor. And just like on, on the face of it, like leave aside just poison three up flamer. Okay. Like I'm on board. <laughs> I'll poison take it. The, that, yeah. That's the hand flamer or the uh, destroyer one. The uh, Toxiferno cannon on the Dreadnought is not poison three up, but it is a uh, I mean, shred. it's strength seven. Yeah. It is shred. Shred. So, shred. So, shred. rending. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> oh, so. no. It's not. It doesn't have. <laughs> oh, no. It's just. Uh, yeah. Bad. At that point, you don't care. Jesus. It's bad times. Yeah. Man, that's really really good yeah all right so continue on in the uh and, and just yep. just to go back on this sure these do not replace like these aren't your zero to one yeah like, you can take as many of these as, as far as points. i can tell and take sire i said it's its own little box yeah. kind of not part of the whole main group okay so okay. yeah no damn that's that's good yeah that's real good yep so uh so this is actually you know, it might just be a like a buff to those. Like, it's not even trying to be psychery, really. It's just straight. Hey, we noticed that nobody really puts flamethrowers on their dreadnoughts like we thought they would. I wonder how we can. I know how. Let's give them shred rending flamers. Welcome to Zone Mortalis. Except you're not playing Zone Mortalis. <laughs> Continuing on in the Psy reactive arsenal, we have psychic munitions. Now, this is a. This is where it's going to get fun. And this is where I'm thinking I'm going to equip a whole bunch of destroyers in future lists. So originally a weapon solely produced and utilized by the order militia uh, orders militia uh, fucking I could read all the other stuff. Originally, I'm sorry listeners, I deeply apologize, but originally a weapon solely produced and utilized by the orders militant of the great Astronomicon. The use of these munitions whose payload is akin to physically charged ash, quickly spread to the more specialized echelons of the legions. By the later you years... psychically charged ash? Yes. Okay. See, not, I'm, I'm wrapping it in my head. Need, I also need glasses. I feel you. It's fine. <laughs> no, you're, we old now. We don't have the book handy. That's true. <laughs> we could have, but one of us was dumb. Mm. Uh, you're not dumb. You just forgot. It sounds like dumb. I wasn't talking about me. Oh, <laughs> Austin didn't buy him when he had the chance. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, I didn't go to out, a Decepticon. It? It's not sold out, is it? I don't think so. No, it yeah. should, you should you should still be able to buy it. Anyway, by the later years of the Horus Heresy, their use by Legion destroyers was almost commonplace in war zones plagued by esoteric phenomenon. 
or the rogue psychers sometimes deployed by traitor forces in a similar manner to unguided bombs. <laughs> Just <laughs> bring that barrater over. All right, boys, we're dumping you out. <laughs> he ain't looking good. Send Do him to not the worry. The warp will save you from needing a parachute. <laughs> Uh, so any Legion Vigilator, Moritat, or Saboteur Consul may take Psych-Out Grenades for two points. Too bad still no one's taking Moritats. Oh, I'm taking Moritats now all day, dude. I'll dude. believe it when I see I will believe it when I see it. I've run my, I've run my Moritat twice since the new FAQ rules came out. Really? How's yeah. he been doing? Uh, a lot of fun. Yeah? Now that I don't have to worry about getting hot on a one or two. That's, that's true. Yeah. And... Um, Chain fire well, at least six on one. I, I can miss one and then roll another six die. And it's been a lot of fun. But I will say Volkite Mortats are probably good against uh, demons now. I'm just saying. And they just fire 12 shots. It is like that. I mean, it's great that you get all those shots against Volkite, but damn, you are awfully close to demons. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's good for that one turn, though. That's, That's right. true. Oh, yeah. Mortat is definitely just a uh, blow and go. Like, you don't expect him to survive. He's the that. unguided bomb. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, any Legion Destroyer squad may choose to take any of the following options. The entire squad may take psych-out grenades for five points. Any model in the unit may exchange their hand flamer with a grenade launcher with psych-out grenades for free. All models in a unit equipped with missile launchers may take psych-out missiles in addition to their RAD missiles for five points. Ooh, man, that's rough. Oh, man, destroyers and yeah. a dark brethren list. So it gets real rude real fast. Oh, I love it. So yeah, for listeners who are not aware of psych-out weapons, you got the grenade, which is an 8-inch range, strength 2, assault 1, small blast, size shock. The launcher is 24 inches, strength 2, assault 1, small blast, size shock. And the Psych-Out Missiles, which are 48 inches, strength to heavy one, blast, small, pinning, Psy-Shock. Oof. So Psy-Shock, if a unit containing at least one Demon or Psyker is uh, hit by a weapon with a Psy-Shock special rule, one randomly determined Psyker or Demon model in the unit suffers perils of the warp in addition to any other damage. So I'm thinking Mortat, 10-man squadron of Destroyers, Danger Close, Get within eight inches and make them. Uh, That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Make them suffer peril three times before going into your. Uh, and pin them. And pin and them. And pin them. Yeah. Well, demons you can't pin. Demons automatically pass pinning. Yeah, but you know me. I'm always thinking about the goddamn <laughs> flexomancer. It's true. He is. He is a, a shadow over our hearts. Yeah. All you gotta do is hit it. But yeah, I mean, just think of the the poor thousand sons like. Imagine just <laughs> dumping some some kitted out destroyers on top of some Sekhmet who everybody knows are pretty tough customers. Just perils, 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 perils. Yep. And then your Mortat unloads then, with, then then you shoot with, your unloads other weapons. with his uh, plasma guns. Yeah, man, poor Sekhmet. Jason was all excited to be finished building those. <laughs> man, it's going to be real unfortunate. Yep. So that is the uh, Psy Reactive Arsenal. Suddenly my Night Lord's destroyers are looking pretty good. Dude, I'm super excited. I'm definitely going to be running destroyers from Nova this year. Yeah. Plus, again, with the, just the fact that they got a points decrease, general increase in effect, uh, efficiency, it's just it's a good day to be a destroyer. Mm -hmm. It won't be a good day to be a destroyer for long because, you know, 
you're a destroyer, but right. for the rest of your short, miserable life, it'll be marginally less miserable. <laughs> okay, continuing on with the rest of the Psy Arcana, we have the Corpus Mimir, one among many of the innovations of the Zao Arcad that saw that Forge World censure by the Orthodox Mechanicum authorities of Mars. The Corpus Mimir is a psychically active servo skull. Interesting. Yep, and I'm not going to read the rest of it because I'm running out of breath. That's fine. <laughs> we don't blame you. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a psychic servo skull. One Legion Praetor, Magos Prime, or Magos Dominus, and any army may take a single Corpus Mimir for 30 points. A Corpus Mimir should be represented by an appropriate model on a 25mm base and must remain within 2 inches of the model for which it is purchased. And if that model is removed as a casualty, so too is the Corpus Mimir. The Corpus Mimir cannot be charged or targeted by shooting or close combat attacks. In any of the controlling player's psychic phases, the Corpus Mimir may be activated. Uh, interesting. In, oh, any of the controlling player's psychic phases, the Corpus Mimir may be activated. When activated, roll a d6 and consult the table below. Always fun. Tables. What happens? So I roll a d6. On a 1... The psychic power misfortune from the divination discipline is manifested. Oh, that's good. Powers manifested by this rule do not require... It's got a little asterisk, which I guess, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so for most of these, powers manifested by this rule do not require warp charges or a psychic test, but the opposing player may use Deny the Witch to nullify them. For the purpose of Deny the Witch, these abilities are assumed to have generated exactly enough warp charges to manifest the power. Special rules which automatically negate psychic powers negate any power generated by this rule. Ah, so sisters won't get uh, dunked on by this weird little floating wizard. <laughs> so on a one, uh, psychic power misfortune from divination is manifested. However, the power targets the unit containing the model for which the Corpus Mimir was purchased. That's on, It's on a one when you roll it. Oh, on a it. one, it, it miscasts and backfires. Yeah, that's right. Uh, on a two... The psychic power foreboding from divination is manifested. However, the effects applied to the model for which the Corpus Mimir was purchased. On a three, the psychic power precognition is manifested you know, on the model for which the Corpus Mimir was purchased. On a four, perfect timing. On a five, telepathy. And on a six, the Corpus Mimir is overcome by the baleful energies it channels and detonates, causing a strength three AP2 hit <laughs> with the Flesh Bane special rule to all models within three inches. <laughs> Remove the Corpus Mimir from play after resolving these hits. So on a one, bad things happen to you. On a six, <laughs> bad things happen to you. No, 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 you. no, no, no. Think about it. Think about it. You get into assault. Did you just make sure, because I can't target it, right? That's true. So you just make sure it's touching more of the enemy than you. <laughs> strength three, Detonate. AP2. Fleshbane. Fleshbane. So See? hit wound on a two it's, up. It's a blast. It's a blast. Yeah. So It's hilarious is what it is. <laughs> how many points is it? 30 points. That's that's a pretty good purchase. That's hilarity. Yeah. Uh, who I else like can it. buy it other than Majos? Uh, Praetors, Magos, Majos Primes, or Majos Dominuses. Hmm. So a lot of those divination powers... Wait, so Militia can't take it? No. Womp, Racist. Womp. <laughs> a lot of those divination powers... Um, boost shooting like mm -hmm. i think um perfect timing is ignore covers foreboding is full ballistic skill overwatch uh, uh precognition precognition is uh, uh well precognition allows the psyker to 
It can apply precognition, which is reroll failures to hits, to wounds, and failed armor saves to an entire squad instead of just the psyker who casts it. It well in this, in this one for this model, yeah, uh, to the model. The servo skull uh, only affects the uh, model that purchased it. Okay, well, it doesn't affect the whole. Uh, still, you can that it makes um unless like, you roll a one and then misfortune is on the entire unit. <laughs> oops, <laughs> get rendered. Uh, I mean, so you put a you put a praetor or maybe a uh, Majos character who's battle brothers or swarm brothers with a legion, mm-hmm. uh, and just like a, a bog standard tactical blob. And now all their bolters can reroll hits. Their bolters can no, no, no. The, uh, Specifically, the model. The, the corpus mo- only, mirror, the only affects model. the model, not the unit. Correct. Oh well, it's still pretty good on a. Pre- well, hmm. Nah, I'm having second thoughts. Precog is really the the really good one there. Perfect timing. Cool. Your <laughs> Praetor's bolt pistol ignores cover. <laughs> That's why you got to give him an Archaeotech pistol. Nobody takes Archaeotech <laughs> pistols, Austin. I do. I haven't seen it yet. It, it's on my space with Praetor. I don't every believe time. you. I do not believe you. I've shot your shitty word bearer's chaplain in the face with it at least twice. Why are you telling these lies <laughs> where <laughs> everyone can hear? So yeah, 30 points. It's it's fun. A little pricey. We'll have to investigate that further. Though. I've got to think of a decent build. I don't know my uh, mechanicum very well. But from what I understand, like Magos's aren't really... You can have a pretty damn shooty Magos. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure if Jason were here, he would, yeah. uh, he would they already have, have a, a nasty plan for it. Yeah. Gotcha. the um, Some of those psychic powers negate the get hot on photon lances, uh-huh. that uh, or dark fire lances, whatever okay. they are, that um, Magos can take. I think they can take dark fire lances. Uh, yeah, I know but, nothing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're real good for a Magos who wants to pay 30 points to be really, really good at shooting, and he's already good at shooting. Mm. So... Uh, Amagos Malagra with precognition on him is pretty good because he's made for hunting characters. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Not yeah. a bad purchase. Yeah, but a 33% chance of bad stuff happening, though. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but you can choose to roll it. No, you can, be imagine, two inches, you can deploy it two inches away. So, technically, it's outside a small blast range. Well, it just says three inches. Anyone within three inches? Oh, is it within three? It's not a yeah, small it's blast? it's not an actual blast. Oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. Within three, yeah. Yeah. yeah but think of great. how funny it is to imagine Amagos, like, uh, swatting it out of the air in his hand and just chucking it <laughs> into the um, into the enemy. Actually, the first thing that came through my head was uh, the Carrion. I think it's the Carrion throne that has uh, the Inquisitor on Terra with the like ex heretic servo skull. Mm. Is that the that the book I'm thinking of? I don't know. I'm Do the wrong know. person to ask. All right. Well, <laughs> both guys need to read more GW fluff. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much. He's he's not wrong. There is a lot. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next part. Uh, Psi Resonant pen, Pentacles? Pentacles? P-E-N-T-A-C-L-E-S. Pentacles. It sounds dirty. A pentacle is like a... Not not pinnacle, but pentacle. Right, like the shape. Penta, yes. Pentacles. Okay. They're like little... Those are like occultist symbols. Yeah, your your generic satanic ritual on like the CW. Like, yeah, this is what that symbol is. Yeah. So, a uh, class of artifacts recovered from the Vrant cluster among the troves of reclaimant reclaimants. I swear, reclaimants. Reclaimants. Thank you. They're pentacular pent 
Pentacular? Their crowns are protective armor pieces such as these things, and these things are painstakingly inscribed with sigils and runes of warning. These markings, <laughs> through the ill-understood means of their artifice, project an aura around themselves which may slow the passage of time or project waves of force. Least well understood of all, the, these things may turn the gaze of the warp back upon those You want to just point faded. a finger at me and I'll just yeah. say it? <laughs> <laughs> with the gift of warp sight, blinding them within the turmoil of, an, of the aether. Interesting. The, th- the Thousand Suns legionaries who discovered these treasures Uh-oh. probably petitioned Typical. for them to be destroyed. It probably. <laughs> gaining the support. You know what that Navi. means? Yeah. Not, they didn't really do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not probably. Promptly. Oh, promptly? The yeah. Thousand Suns legionaries yeah. who discovered these treasures promptly petitioned for them to be destroyed. Yeah. Gaining the support of the Navi nobility and the choir of the Astronomicon. Really weird, superstitious stuff recovered from a barbarian race? Sounds like space wolf bullshit to me. <laughs> Destroy it. <laughs> Throw it out of the airlock. <laughs> uh, it's probably see. just a natural power of whatever planet they got ooh, it from. Ooh, 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 Guys, intrigue. Not Warpcraft at all. Intrigue, guys, intrigue. However, orders sent by the officers of the Sigilite dictated that they were instead to be prohibited from use and remanded to the throne world for th- further study. Mm. These barge carrying the barge carrying the entire collection to Terra was lost en route, and the articles <laughs> within have been seen on battlefields throughout the galaxy. Oops. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like Magnus fuckery to me. Nah, just once again, no one listened to the Thousand Sons and how bad things are happening. <laughs> Literally, no one should listen to the Thousand Sons. They have demon familiars. Worked out for fine for the word bearers. Not even the word bearers were dumb enough to have demon familiars. No, they just bound, like, demons to their bodies. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. You got to know your place, right? Like, Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. There's Real no close. closer space than inside your own soul. Any All independent... Right. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Any independent character model may replace their refractor field with a psi resonant pentacle for 10 points. Okay, talk to me. Or their iron halo for 5 points. The psi resonant pentacle grants its wearer a 5 up invulnerable save. Any unit which contains models with the Psyker, Brotherhood Psykers, blah, 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 locked in combat with a model equipped. Yeah. Any unit that contains models with the Psyker, Brotherhood Psyker, special rule. Locked in combat with a model equipped with a psi resonant pentacle at the beginning of any fight subphase has their initiative characteristic reduced to one until the end of the assault phase. Oh, mm. and fuck yes. Yeah, that is good. That's like, I wouldn't good. swap it out for my four up invul. No. But my a five up invul? Universal every day. Yeah. Any Every day. And this is any independent character. Yeah, I would change out my refractor field. For yeah, it's for initiative than one psychers. It's cheaper yes, than please. a Iron refractor well, field, isn't it? Well, you got to have one to begin. You have with. to have it for ten it's points. It's not. A, it's it's an upgrade oh, you to the buy it. It. You So buy instead the of the four up, you spend then you pay another. Mm-hmm. I got you. You spend another mm-hmm. five to make it a five up invul and the shenanigans, yeah. or you can mm-hmm. spend five points and swap out your normal five up invul. Ten for points. Iron. Ten points. Ten Are points for an Iron Halo. No, five points for an Iron Halo. Yeah, five points for an Iron Halo. Ten for a refractor. Ten for a refractor field. All right. So, Refractor Field, pay 10 points, get a little debuff to your invul save, but shenanigans. So, Forge World sees a plus one to your invul and asks nah, five points. See, that's how, you, that's how you beat the Flexomancer. Pl- it's not a plus one to your invul. No, no, what I'm saying is, for oh, Refractor yeah. Field is five, and Iron Halo is four, there's a five-point difference. Yeah. That's how you beat the Flexomancer. 
Yes, rock, you rock that Psy Resonant Pinnacle <laughs> and get into combat with him. Where's your warp speed now? Yeah. <laughs> Too bad he's still got Iron Arm. I mean, just kill him before it happens, right? Good luck. He'll be swinging Simul with my Death Sworn now. We'll mm. see who wins. Oh, poor Flex. Warp speed can't help you now. Holy crap. That is huge. I like it. I yeah. like it on a, like a Legion champion or like a priest, a Fenris, yeah. or... Yeah. Somebody if, that just has a five up invul naturally, just all right, five yeah. more points. I mean, and you don't necessarily stick with points. Psychic, ten more points. Ten more points. Stick with psychic. And you don't yeah. even necessarily have to um like use it to negate the benefits of something like warp speed. Just cool, your initiative one now. I've got a power fist. We hit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that'll be good for demons. Like that swarm of demons coming at you. You know what? Maybe I'll kill five or six of them before they swing at me. Uh, when they would be swinging simul. Put yeah. it on a chaplain with a giant group of uh, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> suddenly, yeah, suddenly every, win oh, combat. Yeah, every time. So yeah, definitely a take if you have a refractor field, iron halo. Man, I'd hate to lose that four up in Vuln. But it, oh mm. yeah, no, I was thinking the other way around. You're absolutely right. Yeah, if it's just replacing your five up in Vol, do it. Yeah, it's almost an auto take. Four to five. I mean, you're only getting one of these, so I don't see why. No, you, you any independent character. Oh, that's right. No, it's, but it's one. Yeah, it's it's one. a Canis. You can only it. take yep. one. But put like, it on so, a chaplain. Yes, yeah, so put I, it on a chaplain. Like this or this champion. Might be my champion auto or chaplain. include shenanigans. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. But I like how none of these so far seem horrifically overpowered. Like even against like that, that'll really suck if you're a demon player. But it's just one guy. Like, does it? So it's a. Um, uh, does it apply to demons or demons of the Runestorm or just yeah, any, people with Psyker? Anybody that can generate... Any, any unit that has a Psyker in it. Psyker, demon, all Is reduced it. to initiative one for... Yeah, Jesse's has just not Psyker reading it, out but does a two-paragraph list of things that count as Psyker. <laughs> okay, so it does have demon and yeah. demon of the Runestorm yeah, yeah. included. Psyker, I'm sorry, excuse me for not saying it this one time. Yeah. Here, I'll do it again. <laughs> Psyker, Brotherhood of Psykers slash Sorcerers, Psychic Pilot, Demon of the... Demon... Or Demon of the Runestorm special rules. Demon He's skipping demon. it because we're trying to keep this to an hour, Stephen. And here you go. Oh, just like, right. No, I just complicating everybody's process. Gonna, everybody, work on all the listeners at home. It's are been a long day, and I'm already tongue tied. So I hate saying this thing over and over again. Anyway, but yeah, Psy Resonant Pentacles. You just say Psyker at all. I yeah, say that's one of the more uh, spicier. Of yeah, these yeah, yeah I like that one. Before. That's a good that's one. A good I like it. It's really good. I wouldn't take it, but I can see why other people would. One out of one, Stevens won't take it. Need I'm not that. fighting demons. <laughs> Yet, you wait. Malal is coming for say, you. You can make a demon army that specifically fights demons. Would that I be can. on the loyalist side then? Uh, well, I mean, demons fight each other They'd all the time. They'd still be the allied matrix. So yeah. whatever the allied matrix for demons is, which I assume is Bad. traitorous. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Okay. The ever-changing axiom. Oh, that all sounds like hidden. some zinch bullshit. <laughs> All but hidden beneath the surface of the presence which all sentient life projects into the warp, there is a certain kind of sound which can be spoken as incantation. In the halo stars, it is called the tongue of creation. On this planet, the voice of God. Not this planet, just a planet I didn't feel like pronouncing. And on this other planet, (laughs) the language of unmaking. The perfidious Eldar are said to know it and fear it as the vernacular of the old ones. All right, I'm going to cut in right now. Yeah, Listeners... We're we're doing. I think have we, have we mentioned the uh, the uh, quiz at Nova. Oh, I think we mentioned a little bit, but we'll get as it gets I'm, closer. I'm just saying right now that we're hosting a quiz at Nova, 
and those three planets will be an answer. <laughs> Do All your homework. Right. There you go, boys. And ladies. And gender-neutral chibi things. <laughs> Only a few words of the axiom are known, for to attempt to reconstruct the entire lexicon is strictly forbidden and would be beyond the combined capabilities of every data scribe in a star system. Still sounds like something Magnus would try. <laughs> when spoken aloud, in no more than a whisper, a practitioner can bend the fabric of reality and send shockwaves through the immaterium. However, even an infinitesimally small... Why can I say infinitesimally, but none of the other stuff? Because you read a lot of 30K fluff, yeah. and that's a common word. Even an infinitesimally small slip of the tongue or mistaken raising of the voice in anger can break reality and the speaker both. And each time such sounds are spoken, they change in meaning. One praetor, Archmagus Prime, or Lord Marshal, and an army may take the ever-changing but axiom. Still not That's still commander. not imperial militia. <laughs> <laughs> Racist and classist now. <laughs> they may take the ever-changing axiom for 60 points. Let's see, let's see what it does. Better be worth 60 points. Once per game. Uh, yeah, it's not worth it. Then. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Once per game for 60 points, a model may use the ever-changing axiom by speaking it during the fight subphase at initiative step one. I'm already not liking it so far. To speak the axiom, the controlling player must roll a D3. Oh, boy. Well, this is already too risky. <laughs> <laughs> if the result is a one or two, place a small place a number of small blast markers equal to the number rolled such that the center of each blast is within six inches of the speaker. If the result rolled is a three, place three small blast markers centered on the speaker. Oops. That's... These blasts do not scatter. Any model, wholly or partially under a marker, suffers a strength eight AP2 hit. This ability does not grant the model an additional pile-in movement at initiative one step, and any wounds caused do not count towards combat resolution. This what? seems absolutely fucking hilarious for a Lord Marshal. Let me tell you so why. So it's the nanite grenade, but magical. <laughs> Let me tell you why. He's got a three-up envol, and the first time he takes an unsaved wound, Displacer matrix. he just Displacer Matrix himself. <laughs> huh. So what you do is you run your boy in there. <laughs> Speak the unspeakable words. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speak the unspeakable things, you know. Yuck, yuck, Cthulhu Ftagen. Magnus did entire no, fucking... No, it, that won't work. Magnus did nothing Because wrong, it's a strength axiom. eight hit, and the Lord Marshal's only T3. So as soon as he takes that first hit and displaces out, he's still going to die. The only thing that displaces back to the ship is a pile of goo. <laughs> Not according to the rules. Oh, does it negate uh, instant death? It's instead of suffering the wound. Mm. Oh, <laughs> like I, I'm like 99% sure that's how it goes, but it's, I believe it's instead of taking the, at least it used to be, I think. I just see this Lord Marshal just sitting in the back of the rhino, just, just <laughs> shaking in fury, just ready to go. And it just opens up. It's like showtime boys. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my goodness. But as the yeah. ultimate fuck you for 60 points, it seems but hilarious. That's, that's funny. Yeah. Again, 60 points is a high price to pay, it's high, especially for one use for one use only. But I like if I had, like, if, if I was allowed to take it with my force commander, GW, <laughs> I, Your I would force bring it. commander that is barely 60 points. <laughs> 
maybe let's not talk about it. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> also, I love that the description is essentially um, what is it, Enochian? Yeah, uh, from Eisenhorn. Like it's exactly that. It's fantastic. <laughs> Don't talk it out loud. Bad stuff's gonna happen. Yep. <laughs> Ten thousand years later, they'll have whole books on the subject. Don't read them. Your eyes will bleed. <laughs> if you're lucky. So, Lord Marshall, crazy, crazy good times, fun. Would you put it on a Praetor or Archmago's Prime? It's, no, because the so accidental self-fucking that can happen here and for 60 points is too high on characters that can't ignore the wound and just peace out. Because it'll instant death your Praetor. I don't yeah. know. No, so, well, not all Praetors. 50-50 chance. Yeah, most. Most of them. Yeah. A salamander's Praetor <laughs> just <laughs> with Manta, Mantle of the Elder Drake gives him Eternal Warrior. <laughs> just, it's also a hammer. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Yeah. My words are also a hammer. The the Flexomancer won't care because he'll iron arm his way to safety. Ugh. Flexomancer. See, now the... And that does sound like some... That sounds like the fluffiest thing you can buy for a thousand sun character (laughs) is words that will accidentally unmake reality. (laughs) I do like the fact that you, for the ones and twos, you can place the small blast wherever you want within six inches. That's handy. Yeah. And, like, in a combat... Anywhere you want, like you that, that wins combat. That's right. Yeah, it, is in the, it is during the fight phase. Yeah, it's sixty points to guarantee that you're winning a combat. Because mm. if you drop a small yep. blast, that'll hit. And, and think mathematically, yeah. like nine marines, eleven marines, if yep. they're all base to base. And then you do it twice. And then you do it twice. Mm-hmm. And just and if you do it three times. Yeah, I mean you're fucking yourself a little bit at that point because it's gonna it's got to be centered. One of them has to be centered on your your model. So that'll yeah. probably hit him plus like four or five of your own guys. And then four, three or four of the other right. guys. Yeah, it'll hit some of the other guys, probably someone in Three times. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, the good times are here. It's spicy. Put it yeah. on your Lord Marshal and uh, save it. Yeah. It, it, seems, it seems like a fun time. Yeah. You got a death witch. And I do. <laughs> oh, man. Suck it, death sworn. All right, so it looks like... Initiative step one, they still get to swing. Oh, is it done at initiative step one? Yes. Yeah, damn it. The hunt for the perfect death sworn killing weapon continues. <laughs> Phalanx warders, three breacher charges. Yep. That's right. literally the only thing. So we are halfway through. And uh, let's see. We're already at an hour. Come, come back next week, yeah, folks. Come back and- next week. All right, guys. Yep. We will, uh, we will see you next week. Or and round like, or two. Or some other time. Yeah. Hit that horn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be sure to check us out on rr30k.com, on Facebook and Twitter at rr30kpodcast. Uh, be sure to like, follow, subscribe, whatever, whatever the young guys, young kids do these days. Uh, Steve, you got any plugs? I like demons. Demons. Demons are the, are the new hotness. It's true. Sell all your custodian stock. Put it all into demons. <laughs> demons and Volkite. It's like mad money. Perfect. It's like mad money. <laughs> Austin, you got anything uh, for this week? I thought of something clever to say to Stephen, <sighs> and then I lost it. So oh. no, I've got nothing. Okay. It's that axiom. It's that uh, unspeakable axiom working I, on your brain. God, twitchy. <laughs> yep. Actually, I do want to note that we have uh, an event coming up in June. We have the uh, return to Grey Worm. That'll be on June 8th at Battlegrounds. On a Saturday, right? Yep. There's going to be Demon Knights. Yep. Be sure to check us out on the, uh, I think the event is on the Facebook page. Yep, it Demon sure Hunter's is. Retreat. 
It show is. And uh, yeah, check that out. And uh, so yeah, we'll call this episode wrapped up. We will talk to you guys next week for the second half of the Cy Arcana. Uh, it's been a blast so far. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Keep those dice rolling. <laughs> oh, you don't even know about a gong. I don't think I have a gong in here. No, there's. Have oh, you been? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The you, gong, the gong. Have you been using that in the cast? Don't ask questions. Maybe once or twice. <laughs> it might be in the next episode. <laughs> I meant to. Pre- I meant to preload it with the uh, intro and outro of the podcast, and um, yeah, that didn't happen. I got sidetracked. <laughs> so so I, I got. Two, I got outro. Two, the official word for it. Outro? outro. I, yeah, yeah I it's intro and outro. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. Go look on like some prog rock cons, uh, concept album. You'll find intro to something, outro to something else. Yeah. But anyway, I got, yeah, now I have to splice those organically for meantime. I didn't say you had to listen to it. Just read the track <laughs> listings. I don't, don't want to hurt you like that. <laughs> listen to Lord Huron or something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>